everybody, and welcome to episode 55 of the Man of Screen podcast. I am your host, Mike Zumo, and in this episode, we're going to do something a little different. I'll be taking a break from my usual coverage of The Adventures of Superman, and I will be covering an episode of the famous 50s television sitcom I Love Lucy, which ran in black and white from October 15th to May 6th, 1957, on CBS. You may be wondering why exactly I am covering an episode of a sitcom that doesn't seem to have anything to do with Superman. Well, there is one episode in particular that does have a lot to do with Superman, as George Reeves appears in the season six episode, Lucy and Superman, in which he he's playing himself, George Reeves, making appearances as Superman. And in this episode, Reeves is making an appearance as Superman at a local Macy's, and little Ricky, who is the son of the characters played by Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, he wants to see Superman initially, but in an attempt to one-up one of the other mothers, Lucy promises that Superman is going to come to the party. Superman is initially believed to be unable to do so, and, well, hilarity basically ensues from there. This series really did appear in several forms, so to speak. After the initial six-season run of the show, it was continued to be produced in a modified version, basically 13 one-hour specials between... 1957 and 1960. Initially, it was known as the uh, Lucille Ball Desi Arnaz Show, and later in reruns was called the Lucy Desi Comedy Hour. But as far as I Love Lucy goes, it was one of the most watched shows in the U.S. during four of its six seasons, and it was one of the first shows to end its run at the top of the Nielsen ratings. The only other shows to have done this were Andy Griffith in 1968 and Seinfeld 30 years later. And the show is continues to enjoy success in syndication. It's been translated all around the world, and it's still very popular here. According to the information I've seen on Wikipedia, about 40 or so million people per year still watch I Love Lucy. And, you know, with all the cable stations that are out there now, the, the sheer volume of stations, I'm sure it's very hard to swing Superman's cape without coming across I Love Lucy somewhere. The show was filmed in black and white for the entirety of its run. Several episodes were colorized, including Lucy and Superman, which aired on May 17, 2015, and attracted 6.4 million viewers. Can you imagine that, folks? 6.4 million people tuned in to watch a colorized version of Lucy and Superman. There are some shows today that would love to have 6.4 million viewers. And like I mentioned, it's probably one of the most... Well-known sitcoms of all time, very influential, and I don't necessarily know that it was the first sitcom. I'd have to do some research. I know The Honeymooners was a pretty early show, too, but that may not have been... I don't think that was filmed in front of a live studio audience, so... I'm going to go with the information here that this one has. All right, so... What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to play a podcast promo. Then I'm going to come back. I'll talk a little bit about some of the characters that appeared on I Love Lucy. Hang around, folks. everybody, Magnus here. I do a show called Trennis Magnus Punches Reality, wherein I talk about comics, movies, and TV shows. But let's cut the crap, alright? Mostly I spend most of my time talking about comics because, honestly, comics are my first love. So, beginning in March 2017, I'm going to change things up a little bit. 
I'm going to be joined by Rebecca Johnson to talk about Harry Potter movies. Three. Three Harry Potter movies. Rebecca Johnson will be joining in to discuss The Sorcerer's Stone, The Chamber of Secrets, and The Prisoner of Azkaban. But that's not all that's going on. Also joining in is Professor Allen to talk about the three Chris Nolan Batman movies. Yes, indeedy, we're hashing through Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Six episodes, six movies, two guest hosts, one regular host, which is to say me, Magnus, and the fun starts on March 7th, 2017. Only at twotruefreaks.com or iTunes or whichever obscure Japanese webpage that syndicates my show without my authorization for some reason. I don't really have a problem with that, you understand? It's just it's kind of weird. That's all I'm saying. But whatever. Six movies. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Batman Begins, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, The Dark Knight, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, and The Dark Knight Rises. You got that this mega-series is starting in March, right? Just make it sure. Welcome back, folks. I'm just going to go into some of the characters of uh, I Love Lucy. The Obviously, the first and foremost is Lucy Ricardo, full name Lucille Esmeralda McGillicuddy Ricardo, and she is portrayed by actress Lucille Ball. Lucy is your basic 1950s housewife, I guess. She has a passion for the theater, and she really wants to sing and dance and... All that stuff, and she has dreams of being on the stage herself, and she pursues these dreams from time to time throughout the course of the show, and usually kind of gets herself in trouble. She spends most of the show kind of befuddling and driving her husband, Ricky Ricardo, absolutely crazy. You know, just a little bit about Lucy. Uh, one thing about Lucille Boulder in this, we talk a lot about Jack Larson during the course of talk, doing the adventures of Superman, a lot of the physical comedy that and comedic piece that he did as Jimmy Olsen. Lucille Ball is also a very good comic actress. She does lots of, you know, great faces, and a lot of the trouble Lucy gets herself into is, is from her passion. You know, what one thing you're going to see in Lucy and Superman is, you know, the mistake she makes that causes all the trouble is that she made a promise to her son, and you'll see the lengths she'll go to to try to realize that promise. Maybe making that promise might not have been the smartest thing in the world but you know she did it because she wanted to make her son happy and you know as a parent myself there's no real higher calling than that you want your kids to be happy no matter what but you know every like i said everything lucy does comes from a good place well you know she does have some bad habits too you know she can be scheming manipulative stubborn and jealous and she loves being popular which we're also going to see one of the things that kind of causes all the trouble is she wants to one up little Stevie's mother and have a better birthday party than him because of course they are all on the same day 
you know, Lucy was also, as a woman, was quite a bit ahead of her time, you know. She wasn't the typical submissive housewife. You know, she'd do what Ricky told her some of the time, but usually she stood up to him and did what she wanted to do. So from there, we're going to move on to Ricky Ricardo, who was Desi Arnaz. His full name is Enrique Alberto Fernando Ricardo E. Diacha III. He is probably about 35. Ricky is a band leader at a club. And he is very, you know, he enjoys boxing, and he's very high-tempered. He can be arrogant, stubborn, and quick-tempered, usually because Lucy is up to something, and nothing, and we're going to see this during the Lucy and Superman episode, he will absolutely lose his temper at Lucy. I'm not sure if, you know, it's not from a place of where he hates her or anything, but you can tell that he makes her nuts because... She takes some of her plans and the things she does a little too far, you know. Obviously, he's responsible. He worries about the family's finances and, you know, he never wants Lucy to spend too much money. I could definitely understand that, that sentiment. I try not to spend too much money and I, you know, I like want to make sure all the bills are paid. And there's money for other stuff at the end of the bills. You know, if you're spending freely there, that can't always happen. Ricky does have a very 1950s view of women, and he wants Lucy to stay home and not have a career. You know, he feels that he should be the family breadwinner. And he is, because Lucy is, for the most part, a stay-at-home mom. There are episodes where she does go out and get a job, and, well, most of the time that kind of stuff goes horribly wrong for her. But Ricky is a caring father, a loyal husband, and a faithful friend. Now there are two other main characters in the show. They're Fred Mertz and Ethel Mertz. They are landlords of uh, Lucy and Desi. Ethel Mertz, played by Vivian Vance, is basically Lucy's partner in crime. You know, she and her husband Fred are former vaudeville stars, I believe. You know, Ethel is a is an interesting uh, counterpoint to her husband. They you know they love each other very much, but they are constantly bickering and insulting of each other. There are some couples that kind of that you know have that dynamic. It's probably not the best dynamic in the world to have, but it seems to work for Ethel and for Fred. But like I mentioned, she is pretty much Lucy's partner in crime. They never had any ch- any children of their own, but they kind of live vicariously through the Ricardos and become the grandparents to uh, little Ricky. Ethel is quite different from her husband, Fred. Ethel is involved in a lot of the same activities as Lucy. You know, she is generous, while Fred tends to be a little more cheap. Well, you know, like everybody else, she has her personality flaws, too. And one of the things that Ethel has is the trouble saying no to Lucy, which usually makes her going up along with Lucy's crazy schemes that just get them both in trouble. Now, she is married to Fred Mertz, Frederick Hobart Mertz. He was portrayed by William Frawley, and he was, like Ethel, was formerly in show business. And they are now retired and own the building, like I said, that the Ricardo's living. His biggest flaw is probably that he's incredibly cheap. And if you watch the Lucy and Superman episode, you can see that full bore where, especially in the scene where Ethel and Fred are bringing over the party favors for Ricky's party. And Ethel's saying, uh, you don't need to worry about how much it costs. And Fred is not shy about saying $5.32, which, you know, in 2017 terms, doesn't really sound like a lot of money. But in the 50s, it was. You know, Fred, and like everybody else, is a avid card player, and the Mertz often play a weekly bridge game with the Ricardos. 
He's a member of his lodge, and he was once a flag bearer, and his dream is to be this, the sergeant of arms. Of course, Fred's biggest personality flaw is that he's incredibly cheap. He hates ever having to spend money. And his cheapness often causes trouble and arguments. And throughout the course of the show, comedy as well. The reason giving for Fred's penny-pinching and loosing a Superman is is because he's concerned that they haven't rented the vacant apartment, which is going to come into play during the course of the episode I'll be talking about here. You know, and being cheap is really Fred's defining quality. And he also caused them to kind of neglect Ethel in areas of buying her things, and she doesn't not allowed to buy new clothes or appliances, and apparently Fred is okay with Ethel having to use Lucy's hand-me-downs. So, with that being said, I'm going to take another break, I'm going to play another podcast promo, and then I'm going to come back and cover Lucy and Superman. Hang around, folks. Hey everybody, I'm Paul Spataro. I don't know if you know me, but I'm a regular on Back to the Bins, along with my friends Dr. Bill Robinson... Hello. And Mr. Scott Gardner. Hey, how's it going? Andy's been asking us for a promo for the show for the longest time, and Bill has been writing it for the longest time. Bill, you got that promo written yet? Uh... Okay, so, anyway, what we do is we review three comic books. We try to do it every week. Usually it's a Marvel, a DC and a Captain Canuck book for Scott. So, tune in every week to Back to the Bins to listen to our show. You can find us at twotruefreaks.com. All right, welcome back, folks. And as promised, Lucy and Superman. The original broadcast date was January 14th, 1957. This aired between seasons four and five of The Adventures of Superman. This is the 13th episode of the sixth season of I Love Lucy. It was written by Bob Carroll Jr., Madeline Martin, Bob Schiller, and Bob Weisskopf. That is a lot of names for a 26-minute show. And it was directed by James V. Kern. I've already gone over the uh, main foursome, the main cast. I neglected to mention uh, Richard Keith as uh, Little Ricky. And uh, before we get to the rest of the guest cast, uh, let's hear Keith talk a little bit about what it was like for him filming this episode. That was... Probably my uh, my personal favorite because George Reeves was my personal hero as Superman, and he here he was coming on my birthday on the show, and I got to meet him. And, and when I met him uh, off the set, I mean off 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 camera, um, he shook hands with me. And this is big, huge guy, you know, and he, he's Superman to me. I mean, he's just, just Superman, and so he shook hands with me and. Here I am, you know, and I'm an actor, and he's an actor. I know he's an actor, and we're all actors, but I'm, I'm thinking, this guy's really super, you know? I shook hands with him, and, and he's Superman, you know? And, and he's coming through the kitchen. There, there was a, a blinds in the kitchen, and he, he had a ladder, and he bust through there. But even that, was to me, was super, you know? Even though he was doing all these staged super things, you know, and, and the piano, of course, you know, when he moved the piano out, uh, to rescue Lucy out on the ledge, he you know, is on rollers. So, I mean, it, it was just this little, you know, but it was all made out. So, I, I, you just want him to be super. I mean, you just wanted him to be super and as a kid, and, and, um, and he was. And when he actually passed away, my dad knew I loved him so much as far as, you know, just he was my hero that um, 
you know, he died under suspicious, you know, conditions. And my dad said that he had slipped in the shower on some soap. So that was the worst thing he'd tell me because it's like, how could Superman do that? And I was really thinking that he was, you know, you know, he couldn't have just slipped on a bar of soap in the shower, you know, and died. But um, he was a really uh, nice guy, and he was really nice with kids. And, uh, you know, he posed with me behind for some publicity shots. I had my little Superman cape on, my Superman outfit on. I still have that picture today. I, I like that picture. All right. Thanks, Keith. I found that clip on uh, from a YouTube interview, so... Thank you to wherever that came from. Guest has also included Madge Blake, who will go on to be Anne Harriet in the 1966 Batman series. Ralph Dumkey as Martha's husband. Stephen Kay as Stevie Appleby. George O'Hanlon as Charlie Appleby. And Dora Singleton as Caroline Appleby. And of course, George Reeves as Superman. Now for our synopsis, brought to you by SupermanHomePage.com. Your number one source for Superman information on the web. Superman is in town, and little Ricky Ricardo wants him to come to his birthday party. His mother Lucy cannot promise anything. However, she will take him to Macy's department store to meet the Man of Steel if he is a good boy. In the meantime, Lucy and Ricky are talking with guests Charlie and Caroline Appleby. Their son Stevie, who is little Ricky's best friend, has been invited to the aforementioned party. The boys' birthdays are only four days apart, and Caroline has already scheduled Stevie's festivities for Saturday, the same day as little Ricky's. Neither Lucy nor Caroline are willing to change the day. This creates a competition as to which of the children will have a better day. Pacific Standard Time. Ricky, what do you want for breakfast, dear? Nothing, honey. I'm awful late. Okay. If there's one thing I can't stand is someone who's pig-headed. Now, it wouldn't have hurt her a bit to change her party to another day. Well, it wouldn't hurt you to change yours, either. Whose side are you on? Well, I'm in little Ricky's camp. Well, all right. But why can't you both have your parties on Saturday? Because Stevie and Ricky are in the same class at school, and they'll each be inviting the same children. Well, can't you just split the guest list down the middle? No, that won't work. She's invited a clown, a magician. She's having a puppet show. All the little kids will want to go to Stevie's party. Oh. Well, why don't you get some entertainment that'll top Carolyn's, and then they'll all want to come to little Ricky's party. Who am I going to get? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, there goes Superman. <laughs> Ethel, that's it. That's what? I'll get Superman for Ricky's party. How could you do that? Ricky will get him for me. He met him when we were in Hollywood, and Superman's in town. I heard it on television. Oh, boy, that'd be great. Wouldn't it? My Honey, face. will you do yeah. me a favor? Will you call Superman this afternoon? Sure, then. Goodbye. <laughs> 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 Superman! Yeah, for Ricky's party Saturday. Oh, 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 yeah, hey, that would be a wonderful idea. Will you get him for me? Okay, honey, I'll call him the minute I get to the club. Okay, dear. All right. Boy, imagine having a father who knows Superman. Oh, that. <laughs> hey, Ricky, guess what? You're going to get your wish. Who do you think's coming to your party Saturday? Superman! Oh, boy, oh, boy! <laughs> hello? Hello, Carolyn. Oh, hello, Lucy. How are you, dear? Fine, dear, and how are you? Fine. I'm calling about little Ricky's party Saturday. Oh. 
Look, Lucy, if you're determined to have little Ricky's party on Saturday, I'm afraid he's going to be awfully lonesome. All the children seem so anxious to see the magician and the puppets and the clown. Yes, uh, little Ricky was too until he found out that Superman's going to be at his party. Superman's coming to little Ricky's party? Uh -huh. Superman? Oh, boy! Shh. Now, now, Stevie. I want to see Superman. I want to see oh, Superman. Stevie. Is that little Stevie I hear? He sounds so cute. <laughs> okay, Lucy, you win. We'll change our party. Well, if you insist, dear, see you Saturday then. Toodaloo. <laughs> Lucy hopes this will help her keep her promise to her son. Hello. Oh, hi, honey. Well, I'm afraid not, dear. You see, uh, I talked to his secretary, and he's uh, leaving Saturday for Terry Hood. For Terry who? <laughs> Terry Hood. Terry Hood, Indiana. He's taking a plane Saturday. Oh, no. What's the matter, honey? Superman pooped out. <laughs> oh, honey, can't he take a later plane? That's the only flight that day. Oh, if he's Superman, what does he need a plane for? <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, I've already told little Ricky and all the other children. Well, honey, I'm sorry, but you shouldn't cross your bridges before they're hatched. <laughs> what? You shouldn't burn your chickens behind you. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean. You, you shouldn't tell people anything until you're sure. Oh, well, I was so certain you'd get him. Well, I try, honey, but I can, so don't worry about it. Little Ricky would have a very nice party anyway. Oh, I hope so. All right, dear. Goodbye. Goodbye, dear. Oh, dear. Gee, that's a shame, Lucy. What are you going to do now? I don't know. If I can't produce Superman, my name will be Super Mud. <laughs> well, knowing you, I'm surprised you don't dress up like Superman and play the part yourself. Oh, Ethel, I can never get away with a silly thing like that. I'll say you couldn't. Although, maybe I could find some ballet tights and make some sort of a cape and then run around the room like crazy and they wouldn't know the difference. Are you serious? Well, I don't want to disappoint those kids. Now, look. Here's what we'll do. Sometime during the party, you rush over to the window, look up into the sky, and announce my arrival. You mean like this? Kids, guess who's here? It's soup. The window? <laughs> oh, now you're not gonna fly in here. Well, not exactly. Uh, during the party, I'll slip away, and I'll go to the vacant apartment next door. I'll go out the window and walk along the ledge. The ledge? Honey, that's three stories high. You might break your neck. Well, I'd rather break my neck than break my promise to little Ricky. <laughs> oh, gee, Lucy, I don't know. Isn't there some other way Superman comes into a room? Well, sometimes he comes bursting through a wall, but you know how Fred would feel about that. <laughs> yep, you better fly in. Something's happened on Saturday to put a monkey wrench in her plan, much to her chagrin. An elderly married couple wishes to see the vacant apartment. Martha, what is it? Oh, I just saw something strange. Something strange? Three flights up? Was it a bird? No. Was it a plane? No. Well, what was it, dear? It was Superman. <laughs> 
Pigeons are landing on Lucy, making it difficult for her to get to her destination. The dizzy redhead nearly falls when a drain pipe comes loose. At the same time, her cape gets caught in a connection. Meanwhile, Ricky has come home with a surprise. Go get him. Hi, Gail. Hi, Rick. How are you? party has ended and there's still no sign of Lucy. Worse yet, it's raining. It was my pleasure. I'm only sorry I didn't get to meet Lucy. I've heard so much about her. Yeah, well, I don't know. Where is Lucy, Ethel? Oh, she'll be here in a minute. She's out on the lead. Oh. <laughs> out on the lead? What's that? Out here? What you doing out there? Oh, oh, Lucy! Oh, my goodness. Lucy, are you all right? Yo 
down in the fifth engine. It's a whipping pirate. That's a credit. Sergeant, you mean to say that you've been married to her for 15 years? Yeah, 15 years. Then they call me Superman. <laughs> You know, I first encountered this scene on the ledge back in the late 80s when NBC ran its Superman 50th anniversary special with much of the cast of Saturday Night Live at that time. And I had never seen the entire episode at that point. And I'm not entirely sure I've ever watched the entire episode until I watched it for this. Fortunately, my Amazon Prime account had the uh, had the episode, so I didn't have to go to any uh, alternative means to find it, if you know what I'm talking about. But, you know, watching this episode, it is a lot of fun. I'm not the biggest I Love Lucy fan in the world. You know, in the rare event that I stumble across it while channel surfing cable, I really don't channel surf much anymore with Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff. I pretty much know what I'm going to watch when I sit down to put the TV on. The one thing you'll notice, and I pay very special attention to this as the episode with ending, during the credits, the special guest star is always simply referred to as Superman. Nowhere, not even in the script. Does anyone actually say George Reeves as Superman? The only voiceover originally gave credit to George Reeves, but it was removed in syndication. One of the going stories is that the intention was to avoid confusing children or bursting their bubble by letting them know that Superman was a fantasy character played by an actor. It's almost the same rationale that was used for the Columbia Superman serials in which they never credited Kirk Allen as Superman. Instead, they said Superman was starring in the sequel. I'm not exactly sure why Kirk Allen would willingly go uncredited as Superman. Hell, he was never even credited to be playing Clark Kent. But that's you know neither here nor there. But, you know, I guess for this one episode, George Reeves didn't mind. He was well-known enough that people saw him as Superman. And I'm sure he still got his paycheck for the appearance. Another fun fact, and this is something I didn't notice until it was... Until I came across this fun fact is this episode has something in common with Superman 3 in which Superman is asked by the mother of a boy named Ricky to attend a birthday party for him. Yeah, I know that's relatively thin, but it is what it is. For those of you who remember Superman 3 from 1983, which we'll be talking about eventually on this podcast, Ricky was the son of Lana Lang, Clark's old flame from high school. So on to the episode discussion. The episode starts with Ricky and Little Ricky watching The Adventures of Superman on TV, and they hear at the end of the show that Superman is going to appear at a local Macy's. And Ricky is looking very good in his uh, Superman playsuit. I wonder if Bob Fisher has something similar to that back in his day. So, after watching Superman, Ricky goes to bed. Then after Ricky goes to bed, you know, here come uh, Fred and Ethel Mertz, Lucy's neighbors and landlords, and... uh, if the name Fred Mertz sounds familiar to you as a Superman fan, there is a connection to the Man of Steel. For those of you who remember John Byrne's Man of Steel miniseries, which brought Superman into the post-crisis age, Lois commented to Luthor that his receding hairline made him look like Fred Mertz, and I like to believe that that comment from Lois to the very vain Luthor is what inspired him to shave the rest of his hair off. So, Fred and Ethel come in, they brought over some party favorites, like I mentioned before, they bought them all for $5.32. Vivian is saying, don't worry about it. Fred wants the cash. But, of course, he's not going to get it. Now, pay attention. You can see how much times have changed here. Ricky is smoking in the apartment. Try doing that in a residential building these days. Actually, a cop recently told me, 
If you are smoking indoors around children, you can actually be arrested for endangering the welfare of a child in your own home. And then after all that, they get a visit from their other friends, the uh, Applebee's. One of the things they comment about is how people with children only seem to talk about their children. You know, I started thinking about that after I watched that scene, and you know what? That's very true. I guess it's from the amount of pride we take in our children. I find I talk about Haley more than I talk about anything else. You know, and they're talking about things their kids do, how kids like to aggravate, which I know my kid likes to do. I mean, recently Haley has been watching the uh, most recent Ghostbusters film, and she keeps asking me if I watched it when I was a kid, which obviously I didn't because it only came out last year, and I told her that, and she'll ask whenever she watches it. You know, you might think she forgot the answer, but no, because after I give her the answer, she'll parrot the reason I gave her the last time she asked the question, so... Like I said, moral of the story, they're telling each other, kids like to aggravate. And now, uh, Lucy and Caroline are going to get a little aggravating, because they're going to uh, engage in a funny little bit, debating the distance from Saturday to Thursday. For those of you who are not keeping score at home, both Thursday and Monday are equidistant to Saturday. But, you know, I was thinking maybe they should have done their debate on kind of Price is Right style. You know, they pick whoever has the closest birthday to Saturday without going over or beyond Saturday. Cause that, I believe, would have given Lucy the Saturday date. Because as I recall, Stevie's birthday was on the Monday. So, as you'd expect, neither one of them are going to budge. They're both going to have their birthday parties on the same day. The one thing Lucy knows, and she addresses this concern to Ethel, is that she knows in her heart of hearts that Lucy's party is going to be inferior to Carolyn's. Because of the entertainment she's going to have. So, obviously, Lucy needs an idea to one-up her friend. And those kids come up with the most interesting ideas, even if they didn't realize it. Because right at that moment, little Ricky comes flying out of his room in his Superman get-up. You know, with his arms out, pretending to fly. Kind of reminded me of me when I was a kid. I used to do that quite a bit. One of the things my dad used to do when I was growing up and wearing my Superman pajamas is he would kind of pick me up over his shoulder, and I would fly to bed. I did that a couple times with Haley, but one, she really doesn't have too many Superman pajamas, or Supergirl pajamas, for that matter. And secondly, her bedroom is up a lot of stairs, and I'm not necessarily sure I want to fly her up steps. A little heavy for that. But Ricky's pretend flying is to put the light bulb in Lucy above Lucy's head, and she's going to have Superman at Ricky's party. And it doesn't even dawn on her that this might not happen. Of course, Lucy makes parenting mistake number one. She promised Ricky Superman will be there without actually knowing that's going to happen. And you know what? That's kind of one of those lessons as parents you tend to learn the hard way. You know, you learn early on never to promise a kid something because they'll hold you to it. And God help you if you don't hold up your end. They will know. And they will let you know about it. And then when they're done letting you know about it, they'll let you know about it a little bit more. At least my kid does. Does yours? So, apparently, the idea of Superman is going to be a big hit. So much that little Stevie decides that he doesn't want to go to his own birthday party. He could care less about the clown, the magician, and the puppet show. He wants to see Superman. So, he abandons his own party to Lucy's Delight, and, well, Carolyn decides that her party's going to have to woo. Then, of course, that leaves Ricky to make a phone call and break the bad news. Superman can't make it because he has to fly to someplace in Indiana by airplane to make another appearance. This is where you should realize that the man they're calling Superman in this show is not actually Superman. 
It is, like I said, George Reeves playing the role of Superman. Why would Superman need to fly on a plane? He can fly on his own. Well, Superman can, in our comics and in our minds. And on TV and film once all the visual effects are done. But actors can fly. Lucy's now in a bind, and Ricky lectures her about not promising something before you are sure you can produce it, and his argument is kind of undercut by his mixing, you know, he stumbles over uh, carrying chickens before they hatch and burning bridges behind you to some to the extent of count, don't count your chickens while they burn or count the chickens back, something about counting the chickens behind you, I don't know, but he, as he's wont to do in this show, he will blunder those little sayings. So, of course, Vivian will talk offhand about Luce, saying that if she knows Lucy, she'll dress up as Superman herself, and, well, Vivian, I think, knew at the last minute that she opened her mouth a little too much. And she puts the idea on her head to go out on the ledge. So, Because any good parent would, you would do anything you can not to disappoint your kid. Even hang out on the ledge. And there was some nice commentary about how Superman comes bursting through walls. Kind of a nod to how jo- good George Reeves is at it. But they turned that idea down because they don't believe Fred would like it too much if Lucy came in through a wall. And as we can see by his complaints about one having not rented the apartment next door yet, and about the price of the party favors, you know Fred is not going to want to pay to fix that wall. So, after that, after we get through this, it's party time. And here is Lucy in a makeshift Superman costume with some plaid shorts on. In the black and white, it's hard to tell, but they are supposed to be red, and she's also wearing some rain boots that are supposed to be red. I'm not sure if they were actually red here during filming, but I watched the you can find on YouTube uh, a clip of the colorized version of this episode. It's not really a great clip, and it's very clearly something someone took with their smartphone while looking at their own television. But the boots are bright red, and even the helmet is bright red, which Lucy says she was using to hide her bright red hair. Why she would hide her bright red hair under a bright red helmet, I don't know, but she does. And this is kind of where hilarity starts to ensue. As this couple, who wants to rent the vacant apartment comes in, and the man's wife, Martha, ironically, is played by, like I mentioned, Marge Blake. And it's kind of funny, as Lucy is going across the ledge, surrounded by pigeons. And Ricky comes in, and she's at the window looking in. She uh, apparently didn't notice the uh, piano, forgot about the piano at the window. I don't know how she was planning to get over that, but when he shows up, he tells Fred that Superman is with him. Ricky says that Superman didn't want to disappoint the kids, so he changed his flight. Which tracks with a lot of the things I've heard about George Reeves over the years. He seemed to have a really good rapport with children, and he never really wanted to turn any child down. Like I said, the legend is that George Reeves was very good with children, and this shows even in a fictional TV show what kind of Superman George Reeves embodied. He didn't want to let down the children, so here he was. And, you know, obviously Desi is at the uh, kitchen window, Little divider between the kitchen and the living room, telling the kids to cover his eyes. Now, even Fred is covering his eyes for Superman to show up. On the count of three, Superman bursts onto the scene, coming in through the, that divider, kicking it out of the way. I'm guessing on the other side, he had his trademark uh, bar, and he came through just like a very good, very good landing. Now, even though this show was filmed in black and white, you could tell this was filmed during the color episodes of The Adventures of Superman, because... George Reeves is definitely wearing a color suit. One of the issues with and why they kind of brightened the blue in the suit as the series drew to its conclusion was that even though the episodes were still filmed in color, they were still being shown in black and white. So with the blue and the red would kind of run together to cause kind of one dark 
monochrome suit, with the only break being the S. And that's kind of what you see here in this black and white version. There's very little separation from the colors of the of what's supposed to be red and what's supposed to be blue. The only reason it appeared gray in the television series, in the black and white episodes, is because he wore a gray and black costume. Now, I do have one nitpick. Ricky comes out of the kitchen, and everyone is seeing him for the first time. Maybe, does this apartment have another door? As I'm pretty sure the front door of the apartment enters into the living room. So, just a minor nitpick about apartment geography. So now, Lucy needs to go back, get into her dress, and get back to the apartment. Martha freaks out as Lucy tries to come into the window, and they do a little riff on the it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman thing. And, of course, on the ledge it starts to rain because, well, we need to make Lucy more miserable. And they mention at one point that the wife, Martha, has some kind of issue with heights. And and he doesn't believe her when she says she saw Superman, when what she actually saw was Lucy out on the ledge with her helmet and her Superman costume on. But he's going to find her a nice basement apartment because the third floor height is apparently doing her some damage. And while he leaves, he does Ethel a favor and closes the window, locking Lucy out. And you know what I noticed right after that? Lucy kind of jumps up and down and throws his tantrum out on the ledge. It's amazing she didn't fall off. And then as she's going back, guess what? She gets her cape caught. And then eventually everybody kind of finds out that Lucy is out on the ledge. And Ricky can't move the piano, but of course Superman pulls it right out with the greatest of ease. And this is right after Vivian mentions that Lucy's out on the ledge, not to disappoint Ricky. And one thing I noticed here is, is like I mentioned, that Ricky couldn't move the piano. But of course Superman just kind of pulled it right out. And to the amazement of everyone else. So, I don't know folks. Is that George Reeves? Or is that really Superman? Hard to tell, isn't it? So Superman goes out there and I really love the introduction between Lucy and Superman. Superman kind of jumps around her to the other side of the pipe and basically introduces himself. How are you? My name is Superman. And, well, you know, she's glad to see him because she needs someone to help her help him get off, help her get off the ledge. And the only reason Superman is even on this ledge is because Ricky said have Superman do it. Whether it's Superman or George Reeves, he's definitely earning his paycheck for this kid's birthday party. So, obviously, the first question Lucy wants to know is whether or not Superman has cape trouble when he's flying. It kind of reminded me a little bit of this of a scene in the Lois and Clark episode, Top Copy, when Wolf, who is a TV reporter's assistant, she was played by Raquel Welch, I don't remember her name. I know her name was Diana, I believe. Well, anyway, Rolf, her foreign cameraman, asks Superman that. You know, as long as I have your ear... There is something that um, I have always wanted to ask you. When I wear my very tightest ski pants, I always get a bit uh, chafed. Uh, do you find this uh, happens to you? No, but it helps to be invulnerable. Superman notices that he has had a lot more flying time than Lucy. Dean Kane Superman basically says no because it helps to be invulnerable. So meanwhile, Ricky is screaming like a madman because he is flustered and flabbergasted. And here comes the punchline. As Ricky points out, this is the craziest thing Lucy has done in their 15 years of marriage. And and he wants an explanation. And <laughs> as he's yelling, Lucy asks him. And this is, like I said, where I the part of the, of the clip that I saw is, starts here with her asking Superman if he can teach her to fly. And the look on Superman's face is absolutely priceless, as he has no way. But he doesn't quite know what to say to her. And then 
he gets from Ricky Scrimmage. They've been married for 15 years, and Superman comments that they, and they call me Superman, obviously implying that Ricky Ricardo is a Superman for putting up with Lucy's nonsense. And I just love the look of offended embarrassment on Lucille Ball's face. It's really one for the ages. And that look is going to be the cover photo of this episode. So if you go to my website, either manascreen.podomatic.com or to the Facebook group, you're going to see that look of, like I said, offended embarrassment on Lucille Ball's face. And, you know, I wonder if she got that on the first take as she parries her face in the wall as Superman laughs. And the episode ends right there with them both on the ledge. Now, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of I Love Lucy. I don't go out of my way to watch the episode, as I'm really not a sitcom person. But this episode was a lot of fun. The Lucy cast has great chemistry, and you can see from watching why this is one of the influential programs in TV history. I watched this episode using my Amazon Prime account. Those of you who have that service can find it there. It is included with your membership. They have the black and white version as it originally aired. And, like I mentioned before, I did find a a colorized version of the last scene on YouTube, but it doesn't look very good. The colors look a little too rich, and and it probably doesn't compare this guy taking a shot of his TV with the real colorized version, which probably looks great. I just haven't seen it. Personally, I prefer seeing things as they were originally conceived. That's why I'm not one of these people clamoring to see The Adventures of Superman released on Blu-ray, because... My DVDs are enough. I don't need to see this show in any higher definition. Now, granted, some of these episodes do look horrible on a 55-inch LED television set, but they weren't made for one. So, like I mentioned, I Love Lucy, often regarded as one of the greatest and most influential sitcoms in history. In 2012, it was voted the best TV show of all time in a survey conducted by ABC News and People Magazine. So... Next time, it'll be back to regular business, as I will begin my coverage of Season 5 of The Adventures of Superman with Peril in Paris and Tin Hero. And if you want to send the feedback to the show, that's always welcome. You can do so at manascreen at gmail.com. If you want to join the Facebook group, you, all you have to do is put Manascreen Podcast into your Facebook search feed, and the group should come right up. You can also find the show at on Twitter at Manascreencast. And if you're talking about the show on the social media, please use the hashtag ManoScreenPodcast. You can also leave me reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. That will help others find the show. So, until next time, folks, this is Mike Zumo. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. The Man of Screen Podcast is produced by Mike Zumo, and all opinions on the show are those of Mike Zumo and his guests. All music and sound clips used in the making of this show are for review purposes only, and no copyright infringement is intended. All trademarks are copyright their original copyright holders. The homepage for the show is manofscreen.automatic.com, and you can email the show at manofscreen at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.